dun, dun, I had my volume on. I, 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 had, I had my volume on 100, and you scared me, and and, and I just wasn't ready. She made it sound like it was going to be a while until you got on. So I, like, became really scared, but now I guess everything's all right. Shut the fuck up! What is going on, everybody out there? in the world it is jp back once again bringing you guys episode number 28 of the netflix and chill horror podcast joining me as always is my esteemed co-host who is chomping at the bits to get back in the saddle not the sack uh and that is carly what is going on chomping at the bits Dude, just be quiet. What does that mean? That, I'm trying to be is that professional. A real... Yeah, but I'm just... Is that like a real saying? I've never yeah, heard that one. chomping at the bits. All, all right, buddy. I just... I, okay. Um, no, Not much is going on. Um, Just got home from work. Wait. Half, what? It is October. Yeah. I'm just Second. letting you know. And... Yeah, so I mean 31 Days of Whore Hairs is going on. Wait. And I do... What? I'm just saying, take that in a minute. I am, buddy. Listen, it's I October get very and we have returned. You're right. Everyone should be proud of me. Everyone should be excited. And well, yeah, I guess because it's usually your fault that we don't <laughs> return. Dude, I'm in the spirit right now. Okay, I'm just feeling it. Yeah, see, I get mad anxieties in October because I'm scared that October will go by too fast. Kind of like when you have an event that you're really excited for and then it goes by real fast and then you're, like, depressed the next day. That's how I feel the whole month of October. I get, like, I feel like I got to do all this spooky shit. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I was looking. It it, it, it it does just feel like I have so much to do. Like, I want to do, you know, anywhere from – I want to do four episodes of this at least in October – um, which I know is crazy to say, right? Mm-hmm. When's the last time yeah. we recorded? June. <laughs> June. <laughs> we we recorded right after we went to that. Um, wait, was that Living Dead weekend or was that a Bloody Bits episode? I don't even know if that was a real. I think we did record an episode in June because that's when it was posted. But we also, I think, we recorded like a review that Dolls review afterwards. Mm. Or maybe it was vice versa. Either way, June was like our last. Uh, show together yeah so i feel like not only is there like so much that has happened since june but like yeah october i'm thinking like okay i need to carve pumpkins i need to make gingerbread haunted houses i want to make candy apples or caramel apples i want to uh make halloween cookies sugar cookies i don't even like those and i want to make um i bought all those monster cereals that i want to eat like i'm just like i'm just like i want to get some like Halloween beer, like, I've been drinking pumpkin spices and stuff, uh, curled up to a nice book I want to do, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I want to light candle, Halloween spook candles, like, I just want to do everything, and then I'm like, I want to go to a haunted house this year, I'm looking up tickets for, uh, Rich's Fright Farm, $30 for one ticket, I was like, jeez, man. Yeah, yeah, 
I well, I was gonna say I know that's a higher end one, but honestly, all haunted houses nowadays are like in the twenty dollar to twenty five thirty dollar range. It's kind of ridiculous. Like they got to be worth it. I know. I'm just like, that's like such a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, of course, thirty one days of horror. I wanted to pre record way more reviews than I actually did, um, but I actually have some films in the backlog that I can record reviews for. So that's going on. Um, I've been just trying to enjoy everything. I was like, man, I can't, I'm gonna walk outside and be like nice fall air. Then I suffocated when I walked outside and almost died today because it is hot. It is so hot out there. I'm like, this. sometimes it snows in October. This is like straight July heat. (laughs) Yeah, it's supposed to get back to the 60s, I think, by Friday. So hopefully it'll get to that and then never go back up for, you know, the rest of October. But yeah, I'm like sweating right now. Um, It sucks. But, you know, last year we had a bunch of movie events going on around here. We went to a lot of different movies. It seemed like there was just a bunch of different double features and stuff. But we don't really have that this year. So it's like we can focus more on halloween type mm-hmm. aspects of things than like yeah i, actually I guess horror it, like burnt out it, 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 this year too i like if i do the same thing in a like short span of each other like i get burnt out real easy like we yeah. went when we went to the drive-in this year we were so burnt out on because we had just went on two trips back to back and we were just like kind of dead so we didn't even go to the second night plus i wasn't feeling good but um mm. so yeah i mean We'll talk about, I guess, some things in a second, but I'm just sitting here sipping some nice water out of my um, Beetlejuice cup that I got at Walmart. I was Uh like, this thing is really cool, man. I really like it. And um, I'm just, like, enjoying this. I got my tart pumpkin candle burner burning next to me, smelling like, uh, what is this, Harvest Festival. Nice. Yeah, it is nice. You got that spooky... Have you tried that spooky night, John, out? No, I can't find it. Buddy! Or, I hope I didn't steal it. No, I didn't. You took it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's around here somewhere. Um, I have been just like... I've already watched like a good bit of movies. Like I'm just like... I'm kind of just going with the flow this year. Like mm. um, I watched Christine and I watched Gremlins, both on 4K. Um, Damn. And I'm just kind of like taken in as much as I can. I even was watching some like old Halloween special yesterday that um I haven't seen in a long time and it's like not on DVD or anything. It's just like on online. And mm. uh yeah, man, it's only day 2 of October and I'm already like 100% in. And people say this all the time. I see I think it was Mark Nado said this. He's like he's like uh, every year you see people post about 31 days of horror and it's like but but real horror fans have 365 days of horror, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. We all we all love horror all year long, but mm-hmm. it just feels different in October. It feels great. The atmosphere is just different, except for right. The atmosphere isn't too thick right now because it's hot as balls outside. <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean. It's it's an atmosphere thing. Like I just got super motivated. Like I'm looking at my Chud Two copy. I'm like, I need to do another Vestron episode, and I'm like. I need to work on this and that, and we got a Halloween party thing coming up, marathon thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, um, it's just really cool, man. I'm just like really happy. 
um, you know, Shutter's popping off, releasing a bunch of stuff, which is also why we're here today. Um, there's a new Stephen King adaptation that's coming to Netflix, which is cool. Um, what else? I mean, we, we had done so much since our last recording. I know we, yeah, we did an episode after, um, Living Weekend Dead, um, and then we, t- we actually did end up going to that creature feature weekend that we had talked about on that episode. Yeah. So we went to that, met Alex Vincent. <laughs> um, he's really fun, funny dude. Pretty laid back guy, I'll say. I, I, see, I was a little bit like, even though we went to living dead, uh, weekend of the dead, um, I didn't, it wasn't like a big convention, and neither was Creature Feature Weekend, but yeah. I, I I think next time I go to a convention, I'll feel more comfortable. I got, like, real nervous. Not to necessarily meet people, but I just got, like, real nervous when we got there. And I was just like, man, I don't know, it was, like, too overwhelming. And it wasn't even big. But now I feel like I'll just be, like, smooth with it. Like, I got to meet Joe Bob and Darcy, and I was a little nervous there. And I normally don't get nervous. Mm-hmm. Um I just like I didn't know what I just wanted to say so much. I started rambling a little bit, but like I just I I just needed him to know that like how like in I was with this whole shutter thing when it was going down. You know how I pretty much created the whole right his right, thing. Right, right. Pretty much gave him a job. You know what I mean? Right. He needed right. To he should be paying. That. He should be paying you for no, your no, autograph. I, I do not want paid. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Um. So that was fun. That was fun, though. We we also met Henwater, who was, I wish I would have talked to more because he was a gem. He was the, yeah. He was really he was real funny and easy to talk to. I enjoyed. He was probably one of my favorite people. My favorite things about being there that yeah, and like because we got to see a screening of Frankenhooker. Yeah, that was like my favorite Henenlater, part. And he did a, a live com, and it was just really fun. That yeah, I think the film festival angle that they did there was the best part for me. Mm-hmm. But I wish they would have got like a couple more, like did a couple like screenings of older stuff. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. I mean, it was you know it was impressive because it was like their first time, I guess, hosting that event. That's why they were kind of at Living Dead Weekend trying to hype it up, and um, I, I think they did a solid job for being their first oh, time. Yeah. I mean, like I hope they the do vent- it again. I'll go. Yeah, back. the vent the vendors weren't like the best, but I think it's because. You know, the vendors kind of honestly weren't the best. They sucked. The vendors sucked. <laughs> the best yeah, vendor there was like some podcasters who we were talking to and had VHS for sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There wasn't really much um, that I wanted to buy from them. But other than that, I mean, you know, the film fest like kept it. So there was enough to do while we were there because, you know, we drove like three hours away to get there and. We were hoping there would be enough to keep our attention for at least two days, and there definitely was. And the people they got, you know, they weren't, like, big, huge people like Robert England or anything. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, they got, you know, the great Corey Feldman <laughs> and um, among yeah, other we people. Yeah, went to like a Feldman Q&A. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was something. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to say he was, like, a dick, but, like, he kind of came off like one. Yeah, he probably... I couldn't like tell, was- though. It was like, I couldn't tell if he was being funny, but it just came off like a dick, or he was just being uh-huh. a dick, or like a combination of both. I feel like it was the third option. See, I feel like he was trying to come off funny, but it was awkward because the people hosting it were clearly huge fans of him, and I felt bad for them because yeah. 
it made them it made it really awkward yeah. for them. So I, yeah. I don't know though. It was all you know, he was all right. He wasn't the biggest dick in the world, I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, so um that that was a really fun thing and we went and got to see um Jason Goes to Hell at the drive in, which was pretty cool the week before. That was in near Philly almost. Mahoning, mm-hmm. if anybody's from around there. Um and we got to meet Jill Sholin, who I am now a fan of. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I wasn't huge into her before, like I had seen her and stuff, but like after talking to her, she was so nice. She was so nice. Yeah, and it was cool because the driving like showed um, movies that she starred in, and then they got her, and it's not like she was just some background actress. Like she played character number fifteen in the movie. She was like the main star, so it was definitely a cool little addition to that drive-in. And I would go back. They do it pretty much what all retro events at that drive-in. They don't really do new movies, I believe. So. um you know, keep our eyes open. We'll definitely go back. I mean, it's yeah, we're going it, back for Camp Blood Six, but you know, yeah, it's it was just, a good hike away, but yeah, it's it's a grip away, man. It's far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like five more five hour territory than yeah. four hour. I would so say. So if I'm going back, I'm going back with like, you know, in a while, not like next week. <laughs> Yeah, which I think next week they're actually playing the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, which I know you what? would enjoy. I, I looked them up and are it, you freaking I, serious? I think I think so. If I'm not mistaken, it said like October 11th, maybe they were doing that. Oh so God, are you serious? About to take yeah. a full vacation. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Why didn't you tell me about that? I forgot about it, buddy. I'm so sorry. How many are they playing? I think like. The first, I think, like all of them, because I think it's oh, United Reds. I don't know. Hold on, I'll look it up. But that's crazy. I mean, Mahoning driving feet. Hold on, let's see here. Events. Freddy Fest Nightmare One to Six on thirty-five millimeter. What? Oh my god, are you freaking kidding me? I'm so mad. I'm sorry. Dude, I would have maybe actually considered pulling that off had I known a little bit earlier. I only found out like a week ago anyway, because I was looking them up to see if there was anything else cool they were doing in the recent time and not like next summertime. Wow. I'm actually extremely bummed right now. I'm sorry, buddy. You should be. Okay, I ruined everything. I didn't mean to. I just thought... I don't actually... To be fair, I don't know if I could have taken that day off. Yeah, you could have. Call No. <laughs> so my partner's, like, already off that day. At work. <sighs> I can't... Why would they wait so long to announce that? I don't know. It looks because like, yeah, there's not really there's like an E.T. event. It looks like they don't post all their events like right away. Yeah, they announced it, it goes up to like 30th. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in two weeks. Wow. Jerks. I'm going to bitch them out. I mean, maybe, nobody. Maybe they just didn't know that maybe they just plan stuff like off the whim besides, of course. But that's, college, like, but that's like a dream. 
That's like that's like literally. I might never have another opportunity to do that again. Um, well, I love the first six Elm Streets, and I like that would be the equivalent of having you know Crystal Lake to Manhattan. Yeah, that would be my dream. Damn. Damn. Oh well. Maybe, Maybe we they'll call do it. it again. They seem to do the same shit over and over again sometimes. So maybe next year. Yeah. Um, but okay. Yeah. So like, there's like, but that I mean, honestly, like five hour drive. Like I don't. I'm. That just sounds literally terrible right now. Yeah. I'm like it does. sore and stuff. I don't want to drive. <laughs> um, what else? I mean, we've been kind of just having fun doing some stuff yeah those were going our two... to saw tonight they're showing a um screening of saw the original yep that's pretty exciting i'm pretty excited for that yeah what are you a saw hater i'm not a saw hater but i wouldn't say i'm like woohoo i'd rather than play like something older i guess from like dude saw's getting for... pretty old it's like okay, it's, now. I'd rather them play more Halloween-y type of stuff, I guess. Saw, like, dude, hold up. I don't want to watch depressing Wait. people get killed and hold up. a dudgeon. What? Wait. What am I holding up for? Okay, talk. Listen, dude. Did you just say, I want them to play something more Halloween-y? Yeah. You do realize Saw came out every Halloween for like six years, right? I do. That doesn't make it Halloweeny. Uh, it yes, it does. That's like it you, that's feels like, you like be... Halloween. Like you feel there's a new Saw coming out. It fit. Yeah, you watch Saw during okay. Halloween. Maybe you felt that no, way, but I didn't. I didn't go you, see a single one in the theater. I'm you talking. You're not talking. I'm talking first. Were a fake horror fan until you met me, and you didn't watch Saw as they came out. My mom did not like those movies. She thought they would be gross, so we did not go see them in the theater. Yeah, because you up. were a fake ass horror fan. I was like freaking. What t- what year did Saw come out? Like two thousand four. Yeah. I was like seven years old. Okay, fake. You're a yeah. fake seven year old horror fan. I can't just be like, Mom, I want to go see this movie Saw. Like this looks good, and then she like, oh wait, you wouldn't be able to look up a trailer back then, I guess. But she'd be like, she'd be like, I don't like torturies, and I'd be like. Oh, okay, Mom. Sorry. I'm just saying, don't be coming at me twisted saying, oh, Saul doesn't feel like Halloween. It Okay, well, yeah, if you have nostalgic for when it came out, nostalgia for when it came out, yeah, then yeah. I always think of Saul and Halloween. They go together. I'm like, Halloween, Saul. Like, what's happening during Halloween? Saul. <laughs> and Paranormal Activity. See, the Paranormal Activity, those ones I can relate to a little bit more, because I did go see most of those as they rolled around. Yeah, because you were becoming a novice horror fan around that time. Dude, I've been a horror fan my entire birth life. Yeah, right. Birth, I mean. You don't, dude. You don't even know stuff. Dude, I came out the womb holding a jack-o'-lantern. Don't tell me. Oh. You didn't even, you didn't, dude. You haven't even, you don't even, you haven't even seen, like, all the Elm Streets. Yeah, I have. I just don't love them all like everyone else. You're like the Jeremy of horror fans. No, I am not. <laughs> he never see. He's only seen the first four Fridays. Yeah, I know. That's pretty weak. 
Yeah, and then he's like, I'm waiting till we do it on the show. Like, just watch them now. You might never do them on the show. Who knows? Yeah, there might never be another show, period. Yeah, there probably won't be. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, by the way, we have a fourth on that. Fourth? Yeah, fourth guest. Or fourth host. Ew. Starts, the initials are M.M. Oh! <gasps> oh! <gasps> <laughs> People are like, what the hell are you talking about? You got Marshall Mathers on? Yeah. Oh, He's like, that's great. I'm just Marshall Mathers, Marshall Mathers. Just I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to choke. The fuss about me. Dude, I was watching, um, I was, you know how sometimes you're just on YouTube and then like stuff pops up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was watching an interview with Aaron Carter. Remember him? Uh, who? Yeah, yeah, I know. Who, who is that guy? What's he known for? He was like a teen. Like, he was like Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber. Yeah, that's okay. He was, was he in a band? No. No, Boy band? his brother no, was, was Nick Carter, and he's in the Backstreet Boys. That's what I was picturing. I like but you I should know more about this than me. I mean, I did know. I was thinking he was from the Backstreet Boys, but I'm confusing him with his brother. But I know Aaron Carter... I know that I picture a pretty boy when you say that name. Well, so. now he's all tatted up and is acting hard as fuck on an interview, and he's all like, "You don't know what set I claim," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> what? It's like weird, dude. It was like it was like awkward as hell. Like the whole interview was just like, like what the hell was this guy talking about? He's talking about his sister like raping him when he was a kid, and <laughs> Nick Thank being you. abusive, and like a serial rapist and stuff and the Harvey Weinstein of boy bands. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know him, bro. He's like schizophrenic or something. He even brought that up. He's like, now do I seem schizophrenic? Do you know what <laughs> schizophrenic means? And dude's like, uh, not really. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, that, that was some, that's some horror stuff right there. Yeah. For um, real. So, um, yeah, but we're ba- we're back. I, I want to do uh, a couple of, um, I guess, episodes in October. I know Shutter has a release schedule. I just posted it on Twenty Two Shots, um, of all their Octoberness going on. Um, so f- the Shutter highlights. So, um, all October long, we have the other. I guess 10 or 11 episodes, yeah, 10 episodes of Creep Show, which, as you know, there's two segments per episode. So, really, there's six episodes, but there's 12 segments, mm. uh, which we will be talking about the first two tonight uh, here on the show, as well as the Shutter original, which comes out today at the time of you hearing this, uh, if Jason posted on time. <laughs> Thursday to the third called the furries. Um, so October 3rd, you got bad wolf down in the finger, uh, for creep show. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, and then you have October 10th, all hollows Eve and the man in the suitcase. Then October 17th, you have the companion and Lydia lanes, better half Then episode five on the 24th. You have night of the Paul and times is tough in musky holler. And then episode six, you have skin colors and by the silver waters of Lake Champlain. I dig the names of all of those. Yes. So also you have on Thursday, the 10th of October, you have channel zero, the dream door hitting. Um, and then you have some 
NOS482, which is that Joe Hill thing. I haven't checked that out yet, but the last episode will be released. Um, the last two episodes will be released on the 3rd and the 10th. Uh, then you have the Shutter Originals and exclusive titles. You have The Furries coming out Thursday, the 3rd, like I said. Then you have Gwen, um, which we will cover in two weeks' time, I believe. And that will be premiere on Thursday, the 17th. Uh, and then you have Haunt, which is produced by Eli Roth and from the writers of A Quiet Place. And it's set on Halloween. So that's pretty cool. That's yeah. Shutter exclusive. That comes out ten twenty four, and then Nightmare Cinema, which I believe is out on DVD right now, so you can technically see it. Um, that comes out on ten twenty nine, which is Tuesday. Um, so Thursday, 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 and Tuesday. Is that supposed to be Tuesday? Yeah, it is. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, and then there's a couple of Shutter specials: The Gulag. <laughs> And the son of Gulag, which I'm pretty sure isn't that just like a a jack o' lantern like screensaver. Um, like, yeah, it is. It's like a screensaver you throw on like in the background on your TV, and it plays spooky music. Oh, um, I see. They had one last year called the Gulag, and this one they have the son of Gulag, which is I guess <laughs> a little bit different. Um, so, and then the to be announced October 25th, the last Friday of October, they are doing a special, which I assume is Joe Bob. Yeah, probably. So be on the pretty, lookout for that. Pretty cool. A couple of films hitting in October. Uh, September they had September thirtieth the taking of Deborah Logan. Have you ever seen that? No, I hear good things about it though. I've heard nothing but good things about that movie, um, and I never seen it. I remember when it was coming out. I remember it was like when I first started podcasting and hearing about it. I just never got around to it, but maybe mm-hmm. I'll check it out this year. Yeah. Um, and then October first, which was two days ago, um, Body Bags, directed by John Carpenter, Tobe Hooper, pretty cool. Uh, Ever After, directed by Carolina Harsgaard. I never heard of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then Wax Mask, which was Dario Argento um, written, maybe? Or produced? Uh, then you have The Devil's Rejects on October 16th. And then you have Without Name on October 21st. So that is your Shutter lineup for October. So we will definitely check out... Uh, Haunt, Gwen, and maybe Nightmare Cinema on this show. Uh, since we have a kind of a week where we don't have something coming from Shudder, maybe we'll check out Netflix or somewhere else and see if there's um, anything else to review. I know that I want to see... I might want to do those Hulu movies eventually, the mm-hmm. Into the Dark. Hulu yeah, we can movies. do that. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, so, yeah. Then... We will also talk uh, Creep Show as the episodes air. Um, so, do you want to do Creep Show first, or do you want to do Furries? Um, I was thinking we just do the Creep Show first because, you know, it's a TV show and this is a movie. But what do you think? Um, I was just thinking like spoiler wise, 
Maybe we should do it at the end of the show. Okay. That way, if people don't want to hear any spoilers, they could just tune out of the episode right there instead of trying to. Oh yeah, I guess I guess you're kind of right because we'd have to like talk about it all, but. Yeah, so, um, let's see. Furries from the year 20... Or the Mm -hmm. furries, excuse me. Mm -hmm. The furries from the year 20... 19. 19. Um, and I thought this was going to be a movie about, like, furries. Me too. (laughs) I don't... Is that... Did you get the reference to why it's called the furries? Um... No. Me neither. I was gonna. I thought. Okay, I thought you were gonna make me look dumb and say that there was a reason. It's like, yeah, I went into this. I didn't look up the plot or anything. I just clicked play and went into it, and I was like, ah, okay, this is nothing at all. What I was expecting. There's not much of a plot to go into. Just letting you know ahead of time. <laughs> um, yeah. Directed by Tony Da. De Aquino. De Aquino. Who is Australian Mm -hmm. and has directed zero other films. This is his directorial debut. Uh, He did a couple of shorts Mm -hmm. um, and he worked on a TV show. Um, It was written also by Tony D'Anquino. Stars Early Dodds. Linda Ngo, Taylor Ferguson. <laughs> For, that, that name's like so normal. And then I ones. don't know any of these people. At least I don't think that I do. Yeah, I've never um, seen them in anything. Tagline, stay alive or die trying. Made its debut November of 2019 in Australia. Wait a minute. November didn't happen yet. <laughs> hold um, the phone yeah it had it's had its first premiere at brussels international fantastic film festival in belgium and then hit the edinburgh international film festival in june and august it hit fright fest in the uk which is one of the bigger festivals for genre films um yeah so it's known as the furries you have a plot on this bad boy I do. Okay, so a woman is kidnapped and finds herself an unwilling participant in a deadly game where women are hunted by masked men. Yeah, that's pretty much. So that, what do that, we that, have that's it. for exposition in this film? Exposition. What does that mean? Like, what's going on? Well, you know, you got the movie. You find out your main character right away, like has like epilepsy it's kind of like an opening thing there and then um boom all of a sudden like her friend is like screaming for her and then she's also they're both like kidnapped and uh the girl wakes up in this mysterious box and you're also kind of seeing these weird flashbacks of this eyeball surgery i guess it's like her eyes kind of bleeding which looks kind of cool i will say but um so then she wakes up in this box and there's i believe five or six i think it's six other women uh, approach her and they've all been kidnapped and taken to the middle of the woods and they're all trying to um, figure out how to get out of there because they quickly find that there are these men with these masks um, coming after them and uh, trying to hunt them down and kill them they're pretty much the prey to these men and they don't understand why so they're trying to 
you know, get out of the situation, but at the same time, they all kind of start turning on each other a bit, so uh, then it just becomes this fight for survival, every man for themselves type of deal, I would say. Yeah, so there's a handful of girls, right? I mean, we... Right? Yeah, there's like... I don't know. It said six on... There's six girls, or am I wrong? But these aren't, like, people... Like friends that were all taken. These no, guys. they're like strangers. Yeah, to one another. Honestly, okay. So here's the deal with the furries. The plot is like razor thin. There's mm-hmm. really no plot. Um, it's not anything we haven't seen before. Think of like Hostel Two or something, where like you know it's like people you know taking people and using them as their own pleasure. Um, in terms of like murderous itch they need to scratch, you know what I mean? Like that type mm-hmm. of thing, like this voyeuristic type thing. Um, and it's, it's even thinner than that. Like it is a very, very, very thin plot, uh, which definitely hurts the film. Honestly, it does. It just feels like it's blah, but there is some pretty good gore in this film. Most notably, there is actually, I'm not even lying, one of the best, you, one of the, one of the most unique, best acts, deaths I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. That's kind of like, what? And the w- reason that I say that is it's not like this kill where it's like they threw an accident, like split this person's head in half. It's like this slow, drawn out axe death. That is looks really good. It looks great. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I agree. That was kind of the one really eye-catching thing about this movie was that one death. And um, I think the gore is probably the best thing it has going for it. Um, yeah. There's definitely there's other moments, kind of like how I said with the eyeballs and stuff. I have problems with eyeballs, and you get a few gross, like bleeding eye scenes in this movie that I appreciate but yeah that axe death I was just watching it and I'm thinking uh, is this gonna it's one of those ones where you're like is this gonna like end or are they gonna like take it all the way type of thing if you know what I mean like is it just I was actually surprised did it like I felt like it was gonna stop yeah that's what yeah that's how I felt too I thought okay like I'm not joking I was downright impressed by that kill that Mm -hmm. that effect i was like legitimately like holy crap like that is one of the best effects i've seen and that surprised me to say with a film like this that has such a thin plot and feels super indie i didn't expect to have that kind of reaction to say like oh wow this is one of the best effects i've seen in a long time um it almost feels like i'm saying i'm like being too uh, I'm praising it too much because I'm like, it's one of the best things I've seen, but it, it really is. Like, I was just like, wow, mm. this is the, it, I was, it, it was actually making me like uncomfortable, which has been a while since like, a um, you know, basic horror film has done that. Yeah, it was, it was honestly pretty unique. You've never seen that exact type of kill. I don't think, you know, with an ax or, anything really just that 
way of killing in any other movie, not that I've seen. So I liked it for that. And yeah, I felt the same way. It reminded me of something you would see in a movie like Hostel or some movie where people were being tortured or something like that. So, um, yeah, yeah that was definitely pretty well done. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This movie kind of like the plot is thin and it is like a million other movies that I've seen before where you just have this group of characters thrown together and they don't know why they're there and they're trying to escape, but they don't know who put them there. Uh, you, you've seen it a million times in different forms, whether it be... Yeah, but even... it's in the woods, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't think we mentioned that. It's like in the woods. I did. I'm a G. No, I don't think you did. No, I did. Um, Playback. No, I get what you're saying. It's basic. It, there's nothing... There's no weight to it. But I will say this. For this season, where I'm already in such a good mood and I'm mm-hmm. so into horror movies... To kind of just throw this one on, not pay attention to it too much, and just enjoy the... It's like one long final chase scene almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. They skip the whole narrative of like a slasher film setup, and they just go right to the final act. The whole movie is a final act of a slasher film, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. And it's kind of cool to see these and the, and the killers look cool they look cool enough they look yeah. generic in a way like generic like you know just burly like slaughterhouse type killers mm-hmm. but they're sufficient they work for it uh i was fine with it and there's like axes and and cool like you know kills and stuff like that and arm ripoffs and it's just like okay like this if you're just gonna like kind of I guess what people call it is like you turn your mind off and you know, you just pure entertainment horror movie, mm-hmm. which I'm not a huge fan of that, but I will say like, it just kind of worked with this one because it is so simple. It's such a simple movie and it, the, the setting is appealing to look at with the eyes, you know, you're watching it and you just see these characters walking around in the woods and you see these bad guys and you see them coming after them. And it's just like, okay, like I can, I can get down with this. Um, I'm not going to like, you know, put my brain a hundred percent into it for this season. It's, it actually is pretty cool. Um, but I don't like, again, it's not a movie that you're going to ever probably revisit. I yeah. don't think. And you're probably not going to, um, it's not something that you're going to be recommending to people. Other yeah. than that damn kill, like I say, watch it just for that kill. If the movie sucked and it still had that kill, I would still say it's worth watching. Yeah, and you know that's one thing. Like this movie, I don't watch this movie and think, well, well, that sucked. That was a horrible film. I mean, the acting's decent in it, the gore's decent in it, and even the wooded setting. I feel like it's not like that thick foresty woods. It's like really open, and there's a lot of whites, and if that makes sense, like brightness in the movie that. I really dug, and there's actually um, a few scenes where I think it actually is kind of creepy with the uh, killers kind of coming at them. Uh, I just think it's scary, because especially after you see um, how intense they are and all the gore and all that. So I think the movie, you know, it's decent. Um, It's not something I would say, oh my god, you have to watch this this year. It's amazing. Uh, It's, like I said a million times, a plot that's been done before, but... At the same time, I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's well-directed, the acting's good, and, um, yeah, it, it's one where 
I kind of wasn't 100% paying attention the whole time. I would grab my phone, but at the same time, I was thinking, well, I actually can get back into the plot and uh, know what's going on, where I kind of struggle with that. If I watch any other movie, I have a hard time of kind of getting back into a plot once I kind of check out. So I will give it that. I mean, you know, it's not awful. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, I'm being, I guess, I don't know if I'm being... 100% honest because it I don't think it's a good movie mm-hmm. but it has good qualities that I just was entertained by so in that account I do think that it's sufficient like it's it's like I said it's just good for the season like I, I just I enjoyed seeing the kills and stuff like that and um it's not something I'm gonna run back to I don't get the title either the furries I thought that it was gonna be like people in furry costumes you know, the like that furry phenomenon, like it's almost yeah. like cosplay, but uh-huh. with like animals and stuff. I thought it was going to be like that, but like they're killing people or something, but it wasn't that at all. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was kind of basic and, and cool. Uh, at the same time, I, I didn't love it, but honestly, like I I'm not hating it. I'm really not. It's it's a pretty interesting, like fun little. Uh, final act of a slasher film, you know? I, I didn't catch the run. T- oh, it's only an hour and 22 minutes, too, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, honestly, it could have been an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. And I think it would have been even better. But, I agree. Um, I'm coming in at a solid... What are you coming in at? <laughs> um, I think I'm just going to give it a 6 out of 10. Definitely, you know, gets a pass. A little bit above yeah, average. pass. So. Um, I'm right with you. Six out right. of ten. Cool. Yep. So that is the furries. Um, moving on here, just really quickly, we're going to talk about Creep Show, and then we'll get out of here for the week. Um, so Creep Show, this was this had a lot of hype with it. Mm-hmm. Creep Show was a 1982 horror film. Yeah. Uh, that came out in 1982 sure did and it was loved people loved it it's an anthology um directed by george romero which Mm -hmm. is weird he directed every segment it's weird how that happens yeah i never really thought about that um nowadays like different people direct each segment but like Mm -hmm. back then it was he just directed all five of them um, Stephen King, it's, you know, got the crew together. Stephen King wrote this screenplay plus like the stories that are featured or some of them are based off of his, um, has, um, tons of people in it. Um, it has, uh, Adrian Adrian Barbeau. It also has, um, Tom Atkins in a small role. Uh, the late great Leslie Nelson, Nielsen, um, and it was a, it was a, it was a, 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 people love it. It's probably considered the best anthology of all time or one of, um, it's probably in my top five, but it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. And they, um, you know, the, it, it's, it's home to us, like. Some of it was shot in Greensburg, which is really close to us. Yeah. Um, the uh, Jordy Verrill episode, They're Creeping Up On You, was shot in a school in Greensburg. 
um, like in an abandoned school. Um, they shot some stuff at Carnegie Mellon University, uh, Shadyside, um, and just a lot of Pittsburgh areas, which is cool. You know, Tom mm-hmm. Savini did the effects. Uh, Listen, of course, he's got a small role in it too. He's got like a small end. role yeah. in it. Um, and of course, Greg Nicotero, who was, um, the, he, he was like the Tom Savini's like protege. I think mm. he worked on this film. So that, the, it was, it was a film that, you know, and it got a sequel, got two sequels, one of which was like a cash grab and, uh, people didn't like it at all. So Shudder announced that, that and this is big for Shudder because this was a, Original. This is not something that they went out and got the licensing rights to. Like, they actually put the money up and like produced this thing, and it's a shutter, uh, homegrown type of thing. And Creepshow, you know, it's uh, a television series, six episodes. It was announced back in July um, that the series would premiere in September, and it's out. They did it. Yeah. Uh, so it's six episodes, two horror stories per episode. Um, you have Greg Nicotero kind of leading the charge here uh, as a producer. Um, you have a bunch of cool adaptations. They kept like Stephen King in there. Um, you had Gray Matter by Stephen King. Um, and then the By the Silver Lake is a Joe Hill uh, story, um, a couple of other writers who I'm not familiar with. And then there's like four original stories too. So that's really cool, you know, because I think one of the cool things about tales from the crypt and, um, you know, creep show and creep show two is they take stories that exist. And even masters of horror, like some of the best episodes of masters of horror were taken from other people's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't, they weren't like homegrown. And I think that's a great idea to take stories that already exist and pick good ones instead of trying to create them. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what they're doing here a little bit where they seem to be heavily relying on other people's stories and then kind of mixing their own in. Um, with it, which I love. So that's really cool. I think that that's a great idea. Um, and I'm very happy with that. They also did really well in the casting. Um, Jeffrey Combs is in an episode. Uh, Kid Cudi is in an episode, which is pretty cool. Oh, all uh, right. You also have, um, Adrian Barbeau and, um, Tobin Bell. <laughs> Tobin Bell's in that. Uh, yeah, and you you have the, the you have uh, David Bruckner directing. You have um, Tom Savini directing an episode. Greg Nicotero directing an episode. Um, you know, so that's good. That's good. You have a lot of cool names, cool exciting stuff. Um, I'm down with all the stuff on paper, but did the episodes deliver what we expected and hoped for? Right away, I gotta say the aesthetic is on point. It feels like creep show. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of things try to be throwbackish, and they always 
do an all right job, but uh, for this show, I felt like I was actually watching a show right out of the 80s. I thought they really nailed that aspect of it. And the yeah. comic book setup is really cool as well. It's done perfectly. Yeah, because Creepshow was inspired by the old 50s EC comics, you know, Tales from the Crypt and stuff. Mm. Um, and they keep that setting and aesthetic. Um, it opens up with the, uh, I guess, the um, creep. <laughs> and he uh, walks up to the crate from the Creepshow original, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, which is cool that, you know, he, he is walking up to that crate because we all know how much everybody loves that segment. Um, and the, uh, you know, it kind of fades into the comic book from the comic book to uh, live action, from live action to the comic book, that sort of dissolved thing that they do, which I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it 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 really cool. Uh I like that that they're doing that and basically um it it nails the aesthetic. It feels like creep show. Um now the first two episodes, I I'll, I guess I'll kind of walk through the first one, you can do the second one. Um the or the set stories. The <laughs> first story is Gray Matter, um written by Stephen King. Um I believe the Adrian Barbeau was in this segment, Tobin Bell's in the segment, and she was in the original crate segment as well. It's based on a 1973 Stephen King story that was published in night shift, which is the 1978 collection, which I think I might've read this one before, but I can't remember. I do have night shift on the Kindle, the old, the old Kindle. You. Um, so yeah, the, uh, there's a lot of nods to the other films, which is pretty cool. Um, this one opens up during a hurricane and it basically has, uh, this boy walking into a, a, a sort of a, a general store and there's a woman there who, it looks like a diner slash general store or something, uh, who's played by Adrian Barbu, who we met. We did. That was pretty, it was honestly really cool seeing her in this after meeting her Yeah. now, because I'm like, whoa, it looks just like her, because obviously it is what she looks yeah. like. Yeah, because we don't know what she looks like, but like, we weren't, we didn't meet her when she looked like she did 30 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and so uh, this kid walks in, there's like a sheriff played by Tone Bell, like another dude in there, and he's like, you know, my, my dad, my pa, he, he ain't right. And they're like, what's wrong, little dude? And he's like... He's like, I can't tell you, you know, and he's all acting weird and basically came to get his beer for his dad. Um, you know, it, it seems like it's going to be one of these cases of like abuse. Mm-hmm. And he basically sends the, the sheriff says, oh, I'll go talk to your dad and take him his beer or whatever. And the other guy and Tom Bell leave to go talk to him. Meanwhile, Adrian Barbeau like, makes the kids some eggs and bacon and stuff and. Um, you know, gets him to talk about what's going on. We get flashback scenes of the kid, uh, his mom passed away. Uh, the dad's really upset. He starts drinking. There's like actually a pretty good scene. He's like, he's like, gets yelled at on the floor, (laughs) gets, uh, you know, uh, uh, gets home late and it's like (laughs) the little comic things coming up and it's saying, yeah. (laughs) And, um, he's like, 
It was he's like alternator goes in the pickup. <laughs> I was like, um, and so this kid is like telling the story, and uh, this is one of those things where like I don't know in the original story if they elaborate on this, but I assume whatever's happening, like him drinking the beer, but like there's the, the beer's contaminated or something. But he basically mm-hmm. starts getting this gooey, slimy stuff, like, leaking out of his body and stuff. And he eventually turns into a monster, essentially. Um, it does seem a little simple in the plot because they don't really say why that happens. Mm-hmm. Am I missing something? No, I was actually wondering that, too, because, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the beer doing it to him. But I'm kind of thinking... Why would it only be him then that's turning into a monster unless other people are too, but you don't really see that. So, um, and also is the, because Adrian Barbeau, when she picks up the case, she's like, what's his mold stuff? Like, I thought you were fixing uh, this. So I don't know if it's like getting into the beer, like if it's like dissolving into the, through the can or something like that's in the store or it's coming out of the cans. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I, I guess you don't really need it in such a short segment. Um, it's more of like a, just a spooky, like, Oh, like this is fun. Like don't overthink it type thing. I was okay with it. Um, although I was very curious, I was just like, I kind of liked the idea. So I was like, I wonder what, like why this is happening and stuff. So, um, it kind of reminded me of the Jordy Verrill segment, Mm -hmm. the original one and also the raft segment in Creepshow. Yeah. Um, but it it turns into like this monster thing and there's like, you know, a little come like twisty thing at the end. I, it it did feel very abrupt how it ended though, where it was like, she was doing math all of a sudden. She's like, Oh my God, like this is like, and I'm like, what the hell? Like what are they like trying to figure out how fast these things multiply? That doesn't really make sense. So that was a little bit weird, but other than that, I really liked it. What did what did you think of it? Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, I see what you mean, where you kind of crave more to it, and it, it feels like it kind of ends abruptly. But at the same time, it is just a small little TV show, like twenty minute segment, twenty to twenty five minute segment. So um, I could kind of go with it because I feel like. There's plenty of TV shows, you know, especially these anthology type of shows where um, it ends and, you know, that's just the end. It's just an episode. It's not a movie. But um, I do feel you like it's like I did once more. Um, But I enjoyed it. I love when they get into the house and um, the two guys kind of see what's going on. And then they look over and they see, you know, all the this the grossness that um, and the, uh, you know, horrible thing that this guy has done. And I think the just effects are pretty solid on that. So um thought yeah, it was actually pretty creepy. Good practicals. Yeah. There's some yeah, CG sure. too, but there's some practicals. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought it was an, a, a pretty fun episode. I like the atmosphere of the rundown, rainy sort of uh, mm-hmm. hurricane-driven uh, town. And also, I just really thought it was, uh, it was a good time. So I liked it. Uh, it's not the best episode ever, but I thought it was good. Yeah, for I mean, being for being like the first one, I think it's a solid start. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I guess to get into the second little portion here, um, we have the House of the Head, which um, 
This one pretty much follows this little girl who, uh, she lives at home with her parents and, um, they buy her this magnificent dollhouse. It's huge and ridiculous. I didn't even realize how big it was until this one shot of it. I was like, oh shit, that's like taking up her whole floor. But, you know, they get her this dollhouse because they think, oh, she's a little girl and it's healthy for kids to play with dolls to kind of express themselves. And, um, little girl's name is Evie and she's, Big fan of the dollhouse. It's got, of course, these little um, dolls inside of it. Um, mom, dad, I think, son and whatnot. And um, she, you know, sets them up how she wants. And then she goes about her day, of course, goes to school or whatever. And then she'll, she comes home. And one day she comes home and there's this spooky head inside the house. And, um, you know, she starts... She's kind of intrigued by it, and not only that, but every time she comes home, it's like the dolls themselves are moved to different positions, and they look like they're doing different weird, bizarre stuff. So um, the girl starts to become a little suspicious of this head, but she's also intrigued at the same time. And um, you also have, you know, the guy, I believe this guy made the dollhouse. He says he like it's one of a kind, and uh, it was made special, so... Uh, you know, you kind of get the idea that this dollhouse is haunted and there's just this weird head inside of it. Like, you get a scene where there is a policeman doll inside and when she comes home, the police is upstairs in the attic parts uh, with a gun and it looks like he's looking for something. And uh, the story kind of just, you know, escalates from there. The girl starts getting a little more and more freaked out by what's going on and trying to... uh figure out what's happening, and she's a little bit obsessed with the house um, when she gets home from school and such. she run, The first thing she does is kind of run upstairs and look in it to see uh, if anything new has happened or to try to find this head. So, yeah, uh, I feel like this one was honestly a little more basic in comparison to the first one because, you know, there's not a ton happening. It's pretty much just a girl uh, running back and forth to her dollhouse to see if anything weird or bizarre has gone on but at the same time i dug it i actually thought it was pretty creepy and unsettling especially uh once you get to the ends um i also feel you know kind of like you said with the first episode i do feel like it's uh ends a little bit abruptly but um at the same time i was happy with what i got i just thought it was a little more basic than the first portion but um it was a cool concept for sure and i felt like it was you know, original, not something that I've really seen in anything else. Um, a cool little haunted uh, dollhouse thing. And the idea of the head, I just thought was really scary. So um, what do you think? Uh, I actually thought it was pretty creepy. I uh-huh. thought that it was, uh, like, actually scary. <laughs> like, that yeah. doll, that head was creepy. Yeah. And like, uh, it was in very, I, what I liked about it, was it was just a simple but effective little story, which is exactly what I want out of these little anthology episodes. Mm-hmm. I do feel like after seeing both episodes that the they I don't think they're nailing the contained, you know, one single serving style of an anthology series. I feel like they're kind of rushing the ends a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. When you look back at like tells from the crypt and other anthologies, it always feels like a complete story whenever you're done. 
Yeah, I can agree. It, like with this one, I I was happy with um, a part towards the very end. Uh, I thought it was really creepy and effective, but then it's I wanted more. I was expecting something more disturbing to happen, and then it, it kind of nothing really happens. It just kind of ends, and I feel like with other anthologies, a lot of them kind of end with a downbeat type of ending, and um, you know, with this one, it's not necessarily downbeat i suppose i don't want to like give away yeah i mean you know, the a whole lot ending, of the old but... tales from the crypts had like comeuppance and you know that yeah type of stuff but these aren't really like that which is fine i just think that i would i i prefer a little bit more like completed story whenever i think about these mm-hmm. um so you know we'll we'll see how i i think episode two is really going to let me know what i should feel about the series and if it's a uh, a complete success or just a partial one. Yeah. And in, in my opinion, I am pretty happy with what I've seen. Um, I kind of, I always say, I don't really watch TV shows. I didn't really grow up watching tales from the crypt or any, I know, any which of is those. A damn travesty. I know. I know. I always, I just love the horror. Again, movies. guys, remember earlier how I said she was a fake horror fan. You know how I'm like talking right now and you just interrupted me. Yeah, that's a thing. But like, yeah, when I was growing up, you know, I had the Chiller Channel and I always saw previews for Tales from the Crypt. Thought the Crypt Keeper was really cool and scary looking, but for some reason, I would just always stick to the movies and the movies I liked, and I never really wanted to branch out. And I, I do regret not watching it because I have seen now the first, you know few episodes of Tales from the Crypt, and I do enjoy it. And watching this, it definitely reminds me of it a bit, a good bit, and it's kind of impressive that this came out today, because kind of like I said, I feel like a lot of times with throwback, especially TV shows, it doesn't always nail it for me, and with this, um, it does. It feels like something I would have you know, seen when I was a kid or something like that. But I definitely feel you where the stories might not feel complete, but at the same time, I thought they were both, um, well, especially the second one, I thought the second one was creepy and the first one was scary enough. It had um, its moments, it had good effects. So overall, I'm pretty pleased and I'm hoping that it continues to go well with uh, the next few episodes that we'll get. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, I guess we can take it out. You can take it out. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for episode 28 here. And like J- JP said, we're going to try to uh, make a jam-packed October here and um, view more stuff on Shutter, get more episodes out. And, yeah, um, should be a fun time. Thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you in the next one.